Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. We have something special in store for you. We have been talking about the power of grace to overcome addictions, specifically the pornography addiction, which is so widespread. And today we're talking about grace that can overcome the powers of darkness because pornography addictions involves spiritual warfare to find freedom. And what you're about to hear is a dramatic reading of the intro part of my little booklet entitled Breaking Free. Let's listen. Welcome to Screwtape Strategies to Destroy Family Life. Written as the foreword to the booklet Breaking Free, 12 Steps to Sexual Purity for Men. Written by Stephen Wood, The Screwtape Letters is a book by C.S. Lewis that unveils a series of secret correspondence between a senior demon, Screwtape, and his neophyte tempter and nephew, Wormwood. In the book, C.S. Lewis uses a type of reverse theology to warn Christians against diabolical strategies for temptation. The following dramatization illustrates how Screwtape might advise Wormwood utilizing the darker sides of the Internet to ensnare Christian men. My dear Wormwood, for your careful review, I have outlined below our strategies for destroying faith and family life. Destroy this secret message immediately after reading it. This classified material comes from the lowest regions. The chief way we attack the family is by neutralizing the protector. Once we neutralize the father, then the children are ours whenever and wherever we want them. And want them we do. Those despicable little ones make my black blood boil. Every time I see one of these wretched children, it reminds me of the enemy's holiness and love of purity. Our plan is to attack their purity so that they will belong to us for all time. Therefore, we need only to neutralize the guardians of these little monsters, and then we can pollute their miserable souls. Thankfully, my enemies in the modern era are slow to realize the importance of a father in protecting his family. They play into our hands when they think that a father's protective role ended in the bygone era when he defended the family against wild animals and invading savages. This incredible ignorance is utterly delightful. Little do they know that a father's guardianship of his family is more valuable now than at any time in history. Spiritually, <laughs> they are sound asleep. Oh, for a little while they paid heed to the enemy's warning to Pope Leo Thirteenth about our plans for the modern era. It even looked like we would be defeated when our enemies enlisted the aid of our arch-opponent, Michael. But fortunately, most of our little targets have forgotten about the arch-opponent Michael, and our plans 
proceed apace. You see, towards the end of the century, just when our plans for destroying the faith by destroying the family were nearing completion, the enemy sent that contemptible pope for the family. Decades of work were at risk when for the first time in history a pope, I hate that word, wrote a letter directly to families throughout the world. Amazingly, he seemed to know just how to warn families about our subtle and not-so-subtle plans for destroying the family. Just when things looked as if our work was about to be undone, the most wonderful thing happened. The families of the world didn't even bother to read the contemptible Pope's letter. Oh, how wonderful this was! In our lower realm, there was rejoicing for months over the nearly complete apathy concerning this teaching. Now, as we begin this new millennium, I believe we must continue to use technology to bring our master plan to completion by utilizing Internet pornography. Already we have spiritually neutralized millions of the enemy's men with pornography. Over the next few years, we can surely make millions more spiritual midgets who we can then manipulate at will. With Internet pornography, we can finally bring down the guardians of the Christian family. The fools still don't realize that the technological temptations are waging war against their very souls, bringing to completion an over-a-century-long campaign to destroy the faith by destroying the family. Since it is working so exceedingly well, I suggest we continue to use every technological innovation to pump pornography to Christian fathers. Just think of the wonderful new digital temptations we will soon be sending out over broadband. And especially wireless phones. Remember, every man addicted to pornography is caught in the snares of what the enemy calls grave sin. You see, with pornography, we have crippled their ability to spiritually protect their families. And after they are ensnared in pornography, their families, their marriages, and their children are all vulnerable to our attacks. Sure, these men still appear fine on the outside as they go to church, but we know that their hearts have been captured by pornography. <laughs> and since their sons usually follow in their father's footsteps... The sins of the fathers will run down through the generations, and we can rest assured that the future generations will belong to us. Yes. Interestingly, a delightful byproduct of pornography addiction is that it is so effective in creating turmoil in marriages. Of course, we have been attempting to destroy marriages as a vital part of our overall plan, but... A husband's pornography addiction has shown a unique ability to undermine trust and intimacy between spouses. You see, the addiction creates turmoil, heartbreak, and bewilderment in the hearts of those detestable Christian wives. As far as Sundays in church go, there is only one thing to do. Just make sure things stay as they are. Nice 
and quiet. The last thing we need are homilies about specific sins like pornography. If, however, a damaging homily is somehow preached, make sure you scramble any attempts to organize support groups to assist men unable to free themselves from our work. Just let the poor devils struggle alone. Isolate them. Of course, we know that they are not alone in their pornography addiction, don't we? Finally, and most importantly, we must keep up our guard against the head of that family. Never forget how the head of that family was used by the enemy to ruin our dear servant Herod's plan to kill the so-called Holy One. There are even centuries-old rumors from the upper regions that the head of that family will be brought into service at a critical time in history. The last thing we want is a repeat of the first century. It has taken immense effort, but we have managed to thoroughly confuse modern man and much of the church about the meaning of true manhood and masculinity. We need impure men, especially fathers, to continue leading the culture towards our regions. We must therefore keep fathers from contact with the head of that family, so that they don't have any effective models of manly purity and righteousness. Yet, we need to be realistic in our strategies. If we cannot keep men away from the unmentionable one, then at least we can chip away at some of the truth to keep things manageable for us. In this regard, keep their beliefs abstract. Know that men actually look up to tangible role models, so just be sure they don't discover the enemy's perfect model for fathers or our plans will get derailed. Remember, we can never hope to lead fathers devoted to that so-called just man deeper into the depraved delights of pornography. Yours, diabolically, Screwtape. You just heard a dramatic reading of Screwtape Strategies for Destroying Family Life. And that dramatic reading, the audio, is available free of charge to any radio station that wants to play this, so long as you guarantee you'll play it unedited. And the reading is one of three parts of my little booklet, Breaking Free, 12 Steps to Sexual Purity. Part one is that spiritual warfare concept that we just heard. Part two are the 12 steps, and part three, very valuable part, are the scriptures for a pure mind. Now, we have been focusing in a four-part series on how God's grace is utterly necessary to overcome any type of addiction, and I've picked pornography, one, because it's so widespread, because it's perhaps the hardest to overcome for two reasons. One, neurochemicals in the brain imprint images of what is viewed in pornography in a permanent or at least a semi-permanent fashion. And then secondly, 
these same neurochemicals can easily breed an addiction because when viewing pornography, these neurochemicals release the feel-good chemicals, and when a person engages in it, these can become very addicting, just like using some hardcore drugs. Now, we have talked about, I've tried to emphasize literally as strongly as I can, but self-help programs or self-energized programs, even self-energized Christian programs are a deception because pornography's grip is stronger than self-effort. It's stronger than trying to do a list of pious things. God's grace is what's necessary and the power of the Holy Spirit to bring the transformation of the human heart. Now, from that dramatic reading, I hope you got the idea getting across that there is a demonic aspect to porn addiction, and sometimes it goes completely unrecognized. Just need to emphasize that self-help programs are powerless in the face of spiritual warfare. The key to the Christian life is Christ. It's God himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, not yourself. But exorcist Father Gary Thomas has said, pornography is, quote, a doorway to harassment by evil spirits. Father Chad Ripperger who's also an exorcist. In fact, he was the exorcist and chaplain and an actor in the movie Nefarious, a great movie that you need to watch regarding spiritual warfare. But Father Chad has emphasized in a recent talk that the power of evil is getting significantly stronger as our culture becomes darker. He had these average statistics that before 1963, the average time for an exorcism, a person to be liberated, was one to two days or perhaps a week, okay? One to two days or a week. After 1963, it became more difficult, and it took from eight months to two years. And you think, wow, that's a dramatic change. But then he says now, in fact, when I found out what is required now, that's what's prompting this particular episode of Faith and Family, now the average is four years. From a couple of days, maybe a week, to four years. And again, the spirits, the dark spirits, the problem it's becoming significantly worse and darker as our culture becomes darker and darker. There is a particular scripture in the book of Revelation that talks about a worldwide deception. It's in the book of Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8, and it goes like this. Another angel a second followed, saying, Fallen, fallen, is Babylon the great, she who made all nations drink the wine of her impure fashion. And this angel, this is like a worldwide announcement 
In fact, there are three announcements made from heaven, or actually mid-heaven, you might even say a satellite, whatever. But in Revelation 14, there's three messages to warn and prepare the world for the advent of the Antichrist. And this is a warning that Babylon is simply the world system. It's the fallen world system. It's the power centers. And, and Babylon has made all nations to drink the wine of her impure passion. In other words, they're drunk. And what do we say when somebody's drunk? They've come under the influence. And Babylon was a haunt of the demonic. And now the Babylon system worldwide is bringing the world under her power and influence. And it's very interesting when it says in my RSV translation, the wine of her impure passion. Uh, in the Greek, that word for sexual immorality or impurity is porneias. It's the Greek word that we get pornography from. Now, he's not talking about internet pornography in the context of Revelation 14, because there's no internet back then. Hello. But what is that word, porneias, or pornography? It's basically um, referring to all types of sexual immorality. And there's a particular strength to pornography's effect on the brain and thus on the person. And as the end times continually gets closer and closer, we're warned that this influence will be worldwide. I have been personally motivated by a letter from Sister Lucia of Fatima that she sent to Cardinal Caffera. Cardinal Caffera was trying to be very instrumental in John Paul II's uh, establishment for education regarding the family and the implementation of the ideas and the role of the Christian family in the modern world. And Sister Lucia sent Cardinal Caffera this sentence, and listen very carefully. The final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family. You know, this is really something pretty profound which means that in order to bring everything down, and that's what Satan's trying to do, uh, and then you go back to the very foundations of everything. I mean, before there was a building, as far as I know, before there was any technology, before there was any wars, human histories, or nations, what was there? Uh, God created the universe, and then what did he do? He started a family through the marriage of Adam and Eve and then their children. And this is the very foundation of all things. And we look at our own nation, where now, um, you know, highest court in our land have said that, you know, if two men want to get together in a legal relationship, yeah, what's the problem? We'll call that marriage. And it, there's an undermining here that once this goes, there's no backstop. There's no trench that you can retreat to for another battle. This is the battle. There's no further battles to be had. This is the battle. And the pornography, you might say, well, what's the harm? Well, there is a harm because it is a strike at marriages. 
Now, here's a little something that um, will probably blow your mind. It did mine. Uh, the American Sociological Association did a study, and they wanted to know what happened when husbands and or wives started watching pornography during their married life, okay? And they then tracked them for a time. For men who start watching pornography during their marriage, the chance of divorce doubled. You heard me, doubled. For women, the chance of divorce tripled. So when you talk about the final battle, um, you know, the internet has come and I, you know, I have to say, I like the internet. Um, for many people in various parts of America and throughout the world would never be hearing my voice if it wasn't for the internet, but also something has really happened as we're coming up to the final battle between God and Satan, and it's gonna be over the family. And here, when husbands start watching porn during their time of marriage, a chance of divorce doubles, and for wives, it triples. Now, just to try to be positive as we can, they asked the question, well, what happens when the married men or the married women stopped watching porn? Is it irreparable? Well, for women, remember, who started watching porn, the chance of divorce tripled. But if they stopped watching porn, that whole tripling, that increase entirely disappears and reduced to the pre porn levels, the normal levels of divorce without having the dramatic increase. Okay, well, that's encouraging. What about for men? Guys, I think it's time to really listen carefully. The study found that when men, husbands, started watching porn, it really wasn't a very good survey because most simply never stopped. Very few stopped once they started. And so there's a dramatic difference. Now, most people I know, in fact, almost everyone I know, wants to have a loving, lasting marriage. And you need to know that there's a guided missile pointed at your marriage, at what you want, and that's internet pornography. Guys, that will double your probability of divorce. And divorce probability is really high in our culture. You, you really don't want this. So I'll ask the question, what do we do? And <laughs> here's one very good suggestion. And it's something I just came across today to illustrate what Catholics could do really wrong. Somebody asked if I had a Spanish translation of my Breaking Free booklet, The 12 Steps of Sexual Purity for Men. And yeah, you know what? I found a translation of the 12 steps, but that back part of the book, which is, I regard, as valuable as the center part of the book, was simply deleted. We don't need the scriptures. And you, you see, this is like putting your foot in a bear trap 
because I've just spent three episodes telling people, Catholics especially, especially during Lent, you get off on your 12 steps apart from grace. My 12 steps are a trap apart from the grace of God. One of the 12 steps is that you do need grace, okay? And then when you come to spiritual warfare, you leave out the scriptures, which is the sword of the spirit for spiritual warfare, you're on your own again. So in the largest Christian survey ever, since Jesus walked on the earth, far as I'm aware, it was done by a group called the Center for Bible Engagement. It was the largest survey. You know, a lot of national surveys are only two, three, four, five thousand people. This is a hundred thousand people, the largest Christian survey I'm aware of ever. And this is what they found. The probability, quote, of an adult person who reads or listens to the Bible four or more times a week engages in pornography at 51% lower than the person who does not read or listen to the Bible at all. 51%. I know of nothing else. This is God's word. And this isn't a step you do to try to earn merit with God. This is something you do to try to connect with God. Let him renew your mind, give strength to your heart and to your will. And this is the simplest thing, and start with memorizing some of the scriptures in the Breaking Free booklet. Get a audio Bible and listen to that. Get a good Bible and take it with you and read it. The only time this really works well is if you multiple engagements a week, at least four times a week. I just need to make a quick mention. Um, goggles are the big thing right now. Internet goggles, just I want to let you know that pornographers exploit every new technology first. And if your children ever get a set of goggles when you're out going out to dinner with your husband, your wife, that imprint on the brain will be such as I can't describe. So if you bought your goggles already, sell them or destroy them because you're having a dangerous item to leave around the house. And just so you know, we're making those Breaking Free booklets for parishes. We have two versions, one for married men and one for young men. We're just a buck each plus postage. And you can send an email to askthehost at gmail.com. And we're letting those out at lots of 25. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 475 of Faith and Family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.